I'll tell you who's back. It is the one, the only, Parker Thune. Just back from Brent Venable's press conference. Welcome back, Steelman and Thune, 1230. Still in the award-winning noon hour. Don't tell us, uh, don't ask us what awards we've won, but they're too plentiful to mention. Not really. All right, so uh, what did you uh, gather from Brent's meeting with the media today? You get any answers? Well, I'll tell you what, Brent Venables is not about the Justin Broyles slander. Yeah. You want to hear him drop the hammer? Yes. Okay, set up the question. Is the question in there? Do we know? The question is in there, yes. Okay. I I cut the clip live at the press conference, Ah, so yes. All right, so Brent. I included the question. Here we go. This is uh, Brent, according to Parker, laying a – the hammer down, the hammer to fall. Great song by Queen, and apparently the uh, hammer fell earlier today at the uh, the presser. So let's hear what he had to say. He also happens to be the lightning on the other side of the football. Justin Burroughs is a guy who's been here for a lot of years. He also happens to be the lightning rod for this fan base. I don't know if you're aware of this but things aren't going well I'm, I'm curious if you can tell me about the guy you see on the field and, and inside these walls you talking about Justin, Justin yeah what he's like what do you see in, in Justin Royals both on the field I'm not sure why it's a, a lightning rod why why anybody would spend you know one ounce of energy uh, being emotional or mad about a player that loves this university and is committed uh, every ounce of who he is every fiber in his body to helping this place be great I don't know I don't know what's behind that. Uh, that's kind of disturbing, um, but it is what it is. Uh, Justin's terrific. You know, he loves his team. He loves his teammates. Loves his coaches. He he values his opportunity. He's got a thankful spirit every day. He comes, uh, you know, with a workmanlike attitude, blue collar work ethic. Um, he he takes uh, uh, every moment of, uh, you know. Where something isn't going right, he takes it on his own shoulders. He he, he bears uh, that burden even when it's not his his fault, and um, he just cares. He cares um, as much as any player I've been around, uh, you know. So I, I don't know uh, when you, you said lightning rod, and so I don't. Uh, I think I know what that means, but that's you know that's weird. Especially when you're talking about a kid that. Uh, you know, could have gone anywhere in the country and, and chose to come here and, uh, and chase his dreams and make a lot of sacrifice and, and put his body in harm's way. And, uh, you, know, uh, you know, you can say, well, that's what he signs up for. And I know sometimes I say things like that, but, uh, you, know, you know, I don't want anybody perpetuating it either, you know, so. There you go. Yeah. Don't come after Justin Broyles or Brent Venables will come for you. And, you know, that's what a coach should do, right? I mean, that that's what a coach should do. And, look, where, when you play for the University of Oklahoma football team, uh, you know, it's it, it goes back years and years and years and years. I remember, you know, and I'm certainly – Justin Broyles was a highly recruited kid, and it is a really good kid, as Brent Venables said, if you – You've talked to him and heard him, and you know what he's all about. But, uh, you know, there's always a, a couple scapegoats. Ted Roof is one of those guys right now. Uh, I can remember OU fans saying that Troy Aikman was absolutely horrendous. He had to start for Danny Bradley, 
you know, in the Kansas game in Lawrence, and they lost that game when Danny Bradley was injured, and they had to throw. You know, it was almost a little bit. wasn't like a Davis Bevel situation, but it was it was a tough spot for Troy Aikman. He can't play. You know, it was one game, and uh, you know Troy ends up at UCLA when Jamel Holloway got injured, and now he's got a gold coat. He's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but. Fans are, and particularly, it's more difficult in this day and age of social media. Man, I, I would tell you what, I don't know if I could get on social media if I was a, a player at a big-time school like Oklahoma that is struggling. I would do my best to turn it all off or delete it or whatever because it's not pretty, man. It's not pretty, right? And that stuff, I don't care how thick your skin is. Eventually, some of that stuff gets to you if you're human. We're not robots, and eventually that, that stuff can get to you. What else about what Brent had to say? Did he seem upbeat today? Uh, I saw he seemed about as he upbeat was, as you can be, maybe? He, he was very similar to last week where, yeah, he's he's upbeat, but he's also uh, he's a little fiery at times, a yeah. little testy. Yeah, I mean. You saw that in the response to the Royals question. Yeah, the pressure's been turned up, you know, and. You know, all of a sudden you got people thinking, and man, you, you you have no idea what you're doing when you've won three national championships. Now, we don't have the answer on whether Brent's going to be a great head coach or not yet. We don't. I mean, he's still early in his tenure, and so far it doesn't look very good. But I'm still a believer. I'm still a believer in Brent's. I'm still a believer in this staff. They've got to get better players. They've got to get, uh, you know, I, I think, Parker, you've hit on something recently, which I think is right on the money. A lot of these players have scar tissue from previous bad performances. Yep. And, you know, you, you might have smoothed that over a little bit, but once it uh, started going south, that scar tissue was revealed again. And they're doubting what they're doing. They're doubting, you know, even though they've been, you know, instructed every week, you got to do this, take a good angle, run fits. You know, play the ball, not the receiver, all of that stuff. Get your head turned around. Play the football. You know, at least they didn't have any big busts against Texas. But it's for whatever reason, you know, unless the coaches are just totally BSing us, and I don't think they are, no. they keep saying that, you know, we're not seeing this in practice. Right? Maybe, which, maybe they're playing against some better players on the opposition than the ones they're facing in practice. Especially at the quarterback like, position. Okay, if you're if you're not seeing those things in practice, but you are seeing them in a game environment, might I submit that the theory of a gamer, Jeff Lebby, is a real thing? Because and look, it is a real phenomenon. I it depends on how much credence you give to it, but there are certain players that just perform way better. Once the bright lights are on, they've got a little extra fire under their belly, wherever it comes from, that just squeezes a little bit more juice out of them when it's time to go. We That's talk, a real thing. We talked like, about Brandon Weed and Alex Cates now, the, the that, last couple weeks. Again, like, does that mean that Nick Evers would have been the best option at quarterback for Oklahoma on Saturday? Not necessarily. But well, if you're in a tight game, Parker, and your offense isn't moving the football, but the defense is playing pretty well, and, you know, you're in a one-possession game or even a two-possession game. I can kind of see that, you know. You don't want a big mistake to be made when you're you're close to maybe winning a football game. But when you're getting your tail kicked like they were Saturday, why not? Why not? And Evers came in way too late. And uh, now Jeff Lebby is, uh, you know, the fan, here's the latest on Jeff Lebby is, well, Jeff Lebby, it was all Lane Kiffin and it was all Josh Heupel. 
You know, we've gone there already. And some of that may be true. But, again, this is the kind of stuff that comes out um, when you're 3-3 when you're three and three and you've lost the way they've lost, particularly the last couple of weeks. This listener says, I'm putting my name in the hat to be OU's new transfer portal quality control recruiting manager. <laughs> yeah, you and 50,000 other people. <laughs> I promise I'll find us a backup quarterback that can complete a forward pass. You know, and again, the bottom line is this. They tried. They really did try. Yeah, they, they tried. Know, it's tough to sell Casey Thompson because the one mistake in this deal, maybe Jeff Levy wouldn't do it the same way, is basically saying, yeah, Dylan's going to be our starting quarterback. But that – didn't that come after the portal or yeah. when were you talking about when he named Gabriel the starter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was after the whole yeah. portal. So thing. again, they went after Casey Thompson, they went after uh, Chubba Purdy, they went after Jackson Dart, all those guys and they Gary Bohannon was the Gary, only other guy that's right. that they went after and I keep, after I keep um, forgetting about Gary Bohannon. But yeah. uh all right, four oh five, not to burst your bubble steely, but Brandon's only seven losses from having as many uh, losses as Muleshoe had for his career. Brent already has more losses in a season than Muleshoe has ever had. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm aware of that. It's a it's a different situation. Muleshoe was handed the keys to basically a Mercedes, particularly on offense. Brent, we thought he had a good, solid, you know, pretty pretty nice Lexus or something, right? And it's it's not it's not. Um, but again, yeah, diff- different situations, no doubt. I think Lincoln Riley, Mule Shoes, a really good offensive mind. We'll see how it works out at SC. So far, it's working out great. Mule Shoes is a guy who thrives on the portal. You got to get down and dirty, man. You got to get in there in the muck with the Mule Shoes of the world and hit that portal hard, man, in the offseason. Okay, break time right here. Mike Steely Parker through the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. Coming right back. More text on the way next. Ah, the old ring of fire. You can't stop this song. You got to let it play first. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher. Burns, 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 the ring of fire, the ring of fire. It's kind of what OU's in right now, right? The man in black, what a legend. That was my dad's favorite artist of all time. So good. Didn't uh, June Carter Cash write that song? I don't know. I think so. We'd have to go know. ahead you and Google it up. more than me. All right. Uh, so, Parker, let me tell everybody about Riverwind Casino first, then we'll talk about Colton Dosick. Uh, over 2,800 electronic games at the one, the only, simply the best Riverwind Casino, all your favorite table games. They have a tremendous poker room, 
everything you're looking for, the best bars and dining. You've got the Coop Ale House Bar, that's big time, River Buffet, Steak Night, Friday Night, Seafood Night, Saturday Night, Great Brunch on Sunday, Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant is big time as well. You've got a great food court, great promotions. They've got great Halloween promotions happening right now, including a costume contest, October 28th. Get out there. Get registered. You could be one of three patrons who wins $500 in bonus play each. Best concerts and shows, the Bedlam Beats and Bites Festival show, Friday night, November 18th. Uh, the Eli Young Band and Wade Bowen tickets are on sale right now, only 5 bucks a piece at the box office and at Riverwind.com. There's always... A great chance to win. There's always something happening at Riverwind with all their great promotions and just everything they have over there entertainment-wise. Like I said, I love the Beats and Bites Festival coming back uh, for that November 18th Friday night show with the Eli Young Band and Wade Bowen. More information online at Riverwind.com. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. All right, what are you hearing on Colton Vosick? We talked yesterday, the Austin-Westlake defensive end, Favorited some Longhorn tweets over the weekend. Favorited some Sooner tweets over the weekend. Uh, Anthony Evans, you said favorited an Oregon tweet, at least one of those, right? But let's start with Colton Vosick. Any news there at all? Yeah, he's gone. Kiss it goodbye. He's flipping to Texas. It's over? Yeah. Well, at least that's what Twitter's convinced of. Yeah. Now, listen, I I understand people's apprehensions with Colton Vosick because obviously he's a Texas legacy, Lives in Austin. Dad played football at Texas. And so it makes all the sense in the world, right, that after a performance like the one Texas laid on Oklahoma on Saturday, that he'd be having second thoughts about his decision to commit to OU. Right now, I'm not worried about that situation. I'm not. And I think if Vosick were to flip, it would more likely be Oregon right now than it would be Texas. There are some and, – and we talked about this back when Vosick committed – to put it mildly, there are some differences of opinion between the Vosics and the staff at the University of Texas. We felt when, when that commitment came in, we're like, Colton Vosick just committed to Oklahoma. That, is that the most surprising commitment that they received, the Colton Vosick commitment? If you I look back so, at all just, of them? Yeah, and I think that has less to do with the fact that he was a Texas legacy because – you know, I've been on this show for months saying, I don't know where Colton Vosick goes. I know it's not Texas. It had less to do with that and more to do with the fact that he was supposed to be at Texas Tech that weekend. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, all of a sudden, 48 hours before the visit weekend all comes together, the news comes out that he's going to be at Oklahoma. And then another 48 hours later, he's committed to OU. So, yes, I would say as of right now, that and honestly – Anthony Evans probably are the two most surprising commitments Oklahoma has had in the 2023 cycle. They're they're upset at uh, the White Buffalo. They're upset at you. Don't give me a heart attack like that, Parker. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I said it's over. Kiss <laughs> yeah. it goodbye. He's flipping. He was being what they call facetious, people, sarcastic. It hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet, but uh, – you know, you need to get moving in a, in a positive uh, way, in a positive direction. Uh, or This is going to be obviously a lot more challenging to hold on uh, to this class. And, and I think they'll hold on to much of this class. But if you keep losing games, again, particularly in that fashion, you're going to lose some. 
All right, uh, 405-651-3439, the Air Comfort Solutions tax line. Mike Steely along with Parker Thune. Good to have you with us here on the Tuesday edition of Steelman and Thune at noon. Don't forget, uh, we will get locked in at 2 o'clock with Parker and Tyler McComas. The rush after that with Teddy and Tyler. Everybody, let's have a therapy session. I found the president of the Boomer Doomers. The president of the Boomer Doomers. You will hear... From that Boomer Doomer coming up next here on The Ref. Jumping into our second hour here on this Tuesday edition, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you. Hour number two, as always, brought to you by our friends at the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Exit 72 right there in Paul's Valley. Tremendous selection of the latest vehicles, cars, trucks, SUVs, Pre-owns, they're getting a great selection there, too. Those are big right now, and they're hard to find, but Seth Wadley is doing a great job finding the best pre-owned vehicles out there as well. And, of course, they have the amazing guarantee of oil changes and engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you at the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. All right, I did find the president of the Boomer Doomers, and it's, it's, uh, it's Skip Bayless. Skip's not taking. Hold up. Yeah, here we go. I had welcomed back Brent Venables. Defense is obviously Brent Venables' calling card, or so I thought. I thought after we went 3-0 and at Nebraska, we finally have a defense. Playoffs, here we come. My men here at Fox, Joel Klatt, Colin Coward, said Oklahoma is a playoff team. And after last Saturday, in all seriousness, I do not believe – my Oklahoma Sooners will even qualify for a bowl game. I do not believe we will win another game. I don't believe we can beat Kansas in Norman. Seriously. Three and nine. Boomers, to three and nine season. Boomers, boomer doomers, boomer doomers, boomer doomers. Man. <sighs> He's very down. Very it's a good down thing cast. Skip's never right about anything. Maybe That's they'll true. go nine and three now. Could be. You never know. Uh, I mean, the Sooners, again, everything's on track for Dylan Gabriel to be back at quarterback. Again, he's still in protocol. But it would be an upset right now if he doesn't play on Saturday. And Jalen Daniels, labeled by Lance Leipold as, I would say, uh, doubtful is what he said. I'm, he worded it in So it's going to be the Jason Bean experience and again. Guess what? The Jason Bean experience was not the kind of concert Sooner fans wanted to see last year. That was a near disaster. Okay, doubtful area. That's what Lance Leipold said. Jalen Daniels didn't practice today, listed in the quote-unquote doubtful area for the Oklahoma game, according to Lance Leipold. So, Mr. Bean, again, Rowan Atkinson at quarterback. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. All right. One thing that was interesting 
about what Brent said after the catastrophe in the Cotton Bowl was that maybe his team was a little bit tired. He was asked about that today. Here is what Brent said about, you know, where possible fatigue might be coming from. Is it, you know, just the the offseason, end of the season, what's going on? And here's what he said about uh, maybe the team being tired. The last 10 months being tired, I don't know, but maybe the season. The season's always challenging. And, and so um, mentally and physically, whether you're winning a whole bunch of games, uh, as the season goes on, the air gets thinner. Uh, it gets harder, not easier. And no matter with your, whether you're being successful or you're not being successful, it gets harder. It's as simple as hard work, commitment, consistency, uh, handling uh, the success, handling the failure, you know, putting the work in every single day, you know, one day at a time. So, you know, I challenge the guys to renew their, their mind and body and spirit every single week. You start over, it's the season of its own, you know. Uh, this week right here is is got an uh, opportunity to be the week, you know, a great opportunity for us, for us to have the kind of finish that we want. You know, it's going to take that. And so, uh, you know, from a leadership standpoint, that's, you know, part of my job is to, you know, to understand the pulse of the team and, and to try to help and serve them that way. And sometimes that's as simple as this time of the year, you start slowly uh, cutting down the minutes per period, you cut down, you know, a couple of periods. There's a lot of things that you change up uh, inherently, not whether or not they're quote unquote tired. Uh, this is that time of the year anyway. So, but sometimes it's the smallest things like that that can be a shot in the arm and uh, keep guys, you know, excited and engaged and and fully committed, you know, to finish them strong. There you go. Brent Venables from his press conference today. I'm sure there's a select amount of Sooner fans out there that any any comment right now sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher back in the day, you know, on the phone. You know, that because they've heard so much, they want to see results on the field. They're getting impatient. And what you have to hope is that the players aren't getting impatient. Are they disappointed? Absolutely they are, no doubt. But you don't want it to get to a point where, you know, Brent is Charlie Brown's teacher in a team meeting. And I don't think we're at that point yet. Um, but, man, it's it's going to be very interesting to see how Oklahoma responds. Because, again, when you don't have Dylan Gabriel, based on what we've seen, you know, uh, for the last, what, six and a half quarters, uh, you know, particularly the way the defense is playing, you could have rolled Joe Montana or Tom Brady or Lamar Jackson or – Whoever, why a tittle out there and wouldn't have had a shot? Why a tittle? Why a tittle, wasn't he? Why that was not yes. the that was the not the name I was expecting you to round out that list with. Well, I'm just trying to go back as far as I can go. That's a would you like to be how would you have liked to have had the name Y A Tittle instead what was, of Parker? Uh, what did Y A stand for? I don't know, you that's know? what I'm Googling right now. Y A Tittle. Mm-hmm. And what, 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 realistically, what could the Y have Yelberton Abraham Tittle Jr. Okay, yeah, if my name was Yelberton, I would probably go by YA too. Mm-hmm. What'd you, what, what'd you say his middle name was? Yelberton Abraham Tittle Jr. Okay, I'm just, I'm just going by Abe. Yeah. You know what? Abe Tittle. Abe Tittle. There you go. That's my name. Yelberton. He played at LSU, by the way. Y.A. Tittle. In what, the 40s? 
Uh, LSU, my guess would be, yeah, maybe. Let's see. Um, yes, you're right. LSU. He was the sixth pick in the first round in 1948. Y.A. Tittle. The history of Y.A. Tittle right here on Steelman and Thune at Noon. Can we turn that into a promo? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, weekly, uh, your, your YA Tittle fact of the week. That's Tuesday's franchise element. All right, you want to get – what do you make of the tired football team stuff? I mean, they're tired of losing the way they are. Mentally, it's got to be uh, tough as well, man. Um, but what do you think uh, – you know, well, so I, I, you know do you, do, we talked about yesterday scaling it back maybe a little bit, and Brent said basically that's what you do this time of the year, but – you know, then we had a couple people on the text line. Don't you dare tell them to keep hitting people, you know. Yeah, look, it, there's a balance to be struck here. Because, yes, you want your football team to be fresh. And, yes, if they're exhausted, they're going to need a break. That bye week, as we said yesterday, cannot come soon enough. But I thought Teddy made a very interesting comment yesterday when he opened up the rush with Tyler McComas. He said... Losing hurts less with every loss. Really? And okay. So, and, and it makes sense, right? Yeah, because at some yeah. point you just become numb to it. Mm-hmm. We've all been a part of sports teams that lost quite a bit, haven't we, Steely? Oh, are you kidding? Irving Middle School back in the day? Exactly. We, uh, we, so, went, back. we, uh, we went winless one year. Uh, Central, we won my – Freshman year, we won one game, and we celebrated that like it was the national championship. And that's exactly. Because so get, you're you're well acquainted yes. with this concept, and we you do get we did get numb. We just you almost expected man, we're getting yeah. So kicked. you can't give in to complacency, and that's what you worry about when you start to ease off the gas when it comes to working your team like dogs every day in practice because you can't overwork them, you can't burn them out. But at the same time, you can't let them get complacent, especially on the heels of a three-game losing streak. This is one of the great challenges and the great paradoxes of coaching, is when you are faced with a situation like this, how do you approach it? How do you respond? Especially when your team is beaten down and battered the way that Oklahoma is. What did you make of the interviews with the players last night? A lot of the same answers, or uh, was there anything that stood out? It was out? funny. J- Justin Broyles was just not about it. Like, he, he could tell. He was like, I have no desire to be in front of these people with cameras pointed at my face. A- and it's understandable. I mean, if I'm part of that program right now, and I'm a part of that group of guys that has just lost three consecutive football games and gotten the brakes beat off of us the last – two weeks in particular, I don't want to stand up there and ask questions about or answer questions about where we go from here and how we fix everything that's wrong because I don't know. Yeah, I'm just out there Everybody's searching, man. Everybody's searching for answers as to how it could get to this point. Again, you lose to TCU, you lose by a touchdown in a, in a close game or Texas beats you, you know, in a game where you're competitive. People are still upset. They didn't. Never accept a loss to Texas, but the last two losses have been non-competitive, completely embarrassing, historic kind of losses, and people just want to accept that at OU. You know who the leader of this football team is? 
The MVP of this football team is. I know exactly who it is. Braden Willis. Braden freaking Willis. That dude, I'm telling you, he has played. I mean, think of what he did. He played well in the Wildcat. Uh, maybe they should have started Braden Willis at quarterback. And let him throw it a couple times because the man has done it all. The man has been tremendous. No doubt about it. All right. <laughs> According to some doomers, this is from the text line. According to some doomers, you'd think the whole 23 class told someone that knows someone that went to school with someone that the whole class is flipping. Y'all need to breathe, folks. Yeah, it's um, it's only going to get worse until they uh, start winning a few games. The speculation is... Winning yeah. cures all ills, and mm. what the Sooners right, need right now is wins. Yes. For everybody's sake. I mean, it, as bad as they played, it also feels like they haven't been able to get a break to a certain extent, too, right? Yeah. I mean, look, you make your own breaks. I get all that cliche and everything. And I'm not saying to fit, but look, Texas isn't feeling sorry. Oklahoma State fans aren't feeling Nobody's feeling sorry for Oklahoma, man. They've been the bully in the league for a long time. Nobody's shedding a single tear for OU. But it does feel like they, they also are due for a break or something good to happen. They need this win, something fierce, coming up Saturday. Well, and it, 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 here's the thing. It could be the difference, especially heading into the bye week, between getting to a bowl game and not getting to a bowl game. Because if you go into the bye week on a four-game losing skid with your will broken, I don't know how you recover from that at that point. I don't. However, if you win... If you go into the bye week with a little bit of renewed confidence, you get to rest, you get to take a breather, you get to have the opportunity to get your head straight. Then you come out for the second half of the season, and maybe, just maybe, you start to string a few wins together. But you can't afford to lose this game Saturday. Otherwise, at that point, Seeley, I I don't know if Oklahoma makes a bowl game. Skip Bayless might end up being right if they lose this weekend to Kansas. Yep. All right, we're going to take a break right here. We'll get to as many texts as we can on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. They are rolling in again, as usual, 405-651-3439. Clearwater Sooner, we're going to have yours coming up next, and we get a lot more on the way as well. Mike Steely, Parker Thune, here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network, coming right back. Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you. Tuesday here on The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. How we doing? And uh, thanks for all the texts. They are rolling in again. I talked about Clearwater Sooner. We're going to get to his here in one second. Thank you again to the Seth Wadley Auto Group, Paul's Valley. Exit 72 for a great deal in a car, truck, SUV, or a pre-owned vehicle. And again, a great guarantee. Oil changes engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. Zero zilch, nada. Nothing. All right, back to the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. You want to go to the text line? It was a manic Monday. 
it's, uh, I don't know, what do we call Tuesday now? All right, uh, scroll down to Clearwater sooner if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Will someone please tell Sonny Dykes it takes time to get your own players and teach your new schemes before you can't have your team playing at a high level? I don't think he got the memo. Yeah, how do you explain TCU – more of a veteran group, better than we expected. Well, um, and here's how you explain it, and it's 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 very very simple. But Sonny Dykes brought basically his whole SMU staff to TCU with him. There's there's been a lot more continuity within that staff than there ever has been with Brent Venables and the guys that he brought along at Oklahoma because Miguel Chavis and Ted Roof were the only two that were with him at Clemson previously, and Roof was only there. A Todd year. Bates, right? Well, Todd Bates. Yeah. Todd Bates. Uh, yes, but uh, Bates, Chavis, and you got Roof. Roof was only there a year. So in terms of familiarity with the system and the vision and the culture, it's going to take a little bit longer for Venables to be able to make that all gel at Oklahoma than it will for Sonny Dykes to do that at TCU because Sonny Dykes have been doing that with that staff at SMU for quite a while. That was a good, good group of five program that he had rolling there at SMU. So once you make the transition to TCU – it's going to be easier. And yeah, look, you got to have buy in from the players. The players have to learn the scheme and the system too. And they got to submit to the vision and the culture. But it's easier when you have more familiarity with the extensions of your proverbial arms, as it were. So uh, back to the text line. If DG can't go against KU, who do they go with? Cannot be Bevel. Is Booty's allergy under control? Well, let's hope so. And, well, more than that, you would hope that Dylan Gabriel does suit up on Saturday. And right now it looks like he is. Brent Venables has said they expect him to Mm -hmm. at this point. A final decision is going to be made on Thursday. If it's not Dylan Gabriel, I can almost promise you it will not be Davis Bevel because he'd get booed off the field, quite frankly. There's not a single OU fan that's going to be in attendance at that game on Saturday that will want to see Davis Bevel take another snap for Oklahoma. So, for the kids' sake, you're probably not putting him out there to start. Nick Evers or General Booty then? What do you think? Eh. I mean, what about the allergy deal? I mean, what in the wide, wide world of sports is that all about? Do we know? Do I know what it's about? Yeah, I mean, no. somebody said like he like, he was losing focus with his eyes or something like that, and it, I don't know. I mean, my uh, uncle called me and said he thought it was hogwash. Quote that but Booty was allergic to hogwash, or that the allergy itself was the hogwash? allergy itself was hogwash. Okay, That's all tracking. he said, and then hung up. He gotcha. will probably uh, have more to say about that with T Row Friday morning. So. This listener says, I keep hearing about getting rid of an OC. Uh, where? And how Dylan Gabriel is the reason we're in the swamp, but the last I checked, Dylan Gabriel doesn't play defense and wouldn't have made any difference in the 104 points scored against us in the last two games. The OC had nothing to do with that either. Defense has to allow you at least to be in the game, and right now giving up an average of 52 points in a game the last two games and appears the defense is non-existent. Yeah, I haven't heard a word about a D.C. being in trouble. Ah, Kajar, uh, my friend. Ted yeah, Roof was... is currently the number one scapegoat favorite in Vegas right now. Uh, this, this listener clearly was not tuned in yesterday. So, because... okay, by the way, what is leading the blame game right now? Is it the three-man front, Ted Roof? Uh, Levy's under some fire this week. It's a dead heat between Ted Roof and the three-man front. And they go hand-in-hand. Hand. And they do go hand-in-hand. I mean, they're 
are people that are very upset with the three-man fronts. Like, you just say three-man front, and they start going into convulsions. They can't take it. John Arnold on the text line says, I can't believe we have not seen General Booty play one snap this year. Actually, he did play two at the end of the TCU game, for what that's worth. But the spirit of the point is well taken. Uh, I think it's fair to ask if the fear the fans calling him to start over Gabriel and that being the reason he hasn't taken one snap even when the last three games have been decided by halftime. The Kansas State game was definitely not decided by halftime. That game wasn't decided until Adrian Martinez scrambled for 56 yards on third and 16. Third but, and 16 is, oh, my gosh. That's in the lexicon or the uh, – John further says, it's not right to take a player that had more passing yards than any other QB in the junior college ranks and not even give him a single snap when your team is losing so bad. I'm not buying the allergic reaction excuse. It's a farce. Uh, it's not, John. That's that's what happened. That's why he didn't play. John, maybe uh, John and my uncle have been having conversations. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but, no, I look. I mean, I get the – look, I totally get the sentiment that, you know, and there were people at our watch party that were screaming for another quarterback. Well, Yeah, I mean, I internally I was yes. screaming on the sidelines for another quarterback. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Nick Evers, Ralph Rucker, Micah Bowens. Who else has thrown a pass on the roster? I'd probably have taken Justin Broyles at quarterback at that point. Braden Willis threw one, right? No, he didn't throw one, which was weird. What? But in the Nebraska game. In the though. Nebraska yeah. game, he threw one. But Saturday, he did not throw a pass. Yeah. It's like if you were going to have somebody throw out of the Wildcat, why not Braden Willis instead of Eric Gray? Poor Eric Gray, man. And Eric Gray played great, too. He's had a good year. He's had then a he, really good year. Then he had to attempt a 1950s jump pass, you know. This listener says, <laughs> roof to the senior living community, B-Hall to D.C., J.P. Lossman to quarterback coach. Poor Ted Roof. Oh, man. Get booty some Benadryl. It worked for Will Smith. <laughs> Another listener says, everyone was so upset about the QB, and rightfully so, but lost in the shuffle is how bad are the players in the secondary they had to move our best corner to safety, disappointing that nobody wants to step up and grab, grab hold of their opportunities. I don't think that's been lost in the shuffle at all. No, in fact, that's yeah. been a very popular topic of conversation ever since that game ended on Saturday because the secondary is not good. I just it don't understand good. how Oklahoma can be this below average on defense for so long. I mean, it's it's crazy to me. And again, um, I take Jaron Kanick at quarterback. I'm so sick of him not getting on the field. I'm about to lose hope with Venables. Canick is the best athlete player on the team. I don't know if I'd go that far yet, but he's up there. But Somebody asked why all the secrecy about whatever happened with Booty. I, there's not a ton of secrecy. He had an allergic reaction. That's why he didn't play. Jeff Levy confirmed it in so many words mm-hmm. yesterday. Uh, he's not going to give you all the specifics of the situation because he's a coach. But no, I don't think that's been a situation that's been approached with a great degree of secrecy. Here's one uh, that's interesting from the 918. Parker, what's going on with Theo Weiss? Not injured. Coach's decision? Hmm. Yeah, well, uh, okay. And did it, didn't uh, his dad tweet something out or that was deleted? Or did I hear that wrong? I, I don't know. 
I really don't know at this point. Oh, no. There have been way too many individual player situations to keep track of the last couple. All, all I know is I was under the impression that Theo Weiss just didn't play because he was banged up. Is that a false impression? Perhaps. I'll circle back around on it. But uh, Brent Venables did say that that was a decision made by the coaches based on what happened during the week, which is very, very broad. Mm. That could mean a variety of different things. But I, I will do some due diligence on that. All right, we should get to a break right here, and uh, we'll come back, get to some more texts. And uh, once again, Oklahoma now an eight-point favorite against Kansas coming up Saturday morning. Our pregame show begins at 7 a.m. right here on the ref. We'll be out at Balfour on Campus Corner. And right here inside the Brown O'Haver Studios, looks like it'll be Dylan Gabriel quarterbacking for Oklahoma and Jason Bean quarterbacking from Kansas for Kansas at this point. Jalen Daniels still not out yet, but it's not looking positive right now. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. Mike Steely, Parker Thune. It is the home of Sooner fans. Tuesday edition of Steelman and Thune. Locked in, coming up with Parker and Tyler McComas at 2 today right here on The Ref. All right, um, what do we know on guys still out there for Oklahoma? Cade McDonald, what the Sooners made his final five. What about some other targets out there? Uh, still out there for Oklahoma. Anything new on the guys, uh, you know, at Denton, Peyton Eli Bowen, Ryan Yates? What, what, is there any buzz out there at this point? <sighs> no, not really any recent buzz. And it would make sense that everything will have gone quiet at this point, especially with regard to Peyton Bowen, because Texas A&M is not playing well. Oklahoma is not playing well. Notre Dame is playing better as of late, but started the season awful. So... <laughs> I can't imagine that he is all too enthused by the play of any of his three contenders at this moment. Yeah. What about um, somebody who's asking on the text line, any rumors, are these rumors true that DJ Hicks might not be real happy with his commitment to a and M? I mean, would it shock you if that was the case? It wouldn't shock me. Because I'll tell you, that kid felt a whole, more, a whole lot more comfortable at Oklahoma than he did at A&M. I have that on good authority. You know, and the thing is, he and his mom look like, I mean, that was, the dad was very happy. I don't know what the dad is thinking. Man, I just got myself a nice RV once I retire or something. I don't know what it was. But the dad seemed very happy. DJ and his mom seemed like it was kind of like, yeah, I'm going to A&M. Gigum, you know. It just seemed weird. Did it not look that way to you? You were there. That did DJ Hicks have a uh, smile on his face at any point? No, it was very subdued. And maybe, maybe Dad is just better at suppressing his emotions mm-hmm. than Mom and Kid, which would make sense. But yeah, it was very, it was a very, very awkward commitment ceremony 
And that was one thing that everybody made note of instantly. Like, oh, they they don't look happy. Well, Dad paid off the mortgage maybe five minutes before the announcement. And uh, maybe Mom. Okay. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, text line, Michael Turk threw the best pass all day Saturday. Put him at quarterback. <laughs> oh, Michael Turk. What a classic. Sooner Gary says, my wife, who normally doesn't watch Sooner games, saw Ted Roof and asked why Steve Martin was, Martin was coaching the defense. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> this listener says, I am not on the Fire Venables train. Good. If you are on that train, you're an idiot. But what do you think about getting a real DC instead of Ted Roof? Look, if you want to get rid of Ted Roof, that's fine. But I don't think you get rid of Ted Roof and replace him with another defensive coordinator. I think you replace him with Brent Venables. You're the best defensive coach in America at the collegiate level. There's no reason why you shouldn't be calling your own place. Mm. You're not in a position at this point where you can be the CEO yet. You can't do that year one with this program. And you don't need to look any further than the last three weeks for evidence of that. Now, there may be a point down the line at which Brent Venables has established his system and his vision within the program enough and groomed a guy like Miguel Chavis or Todd Bates to inherit those duties that he can eventually hand off play-calling responsibilities. But right now, that's not something Venables can afford to do. I'm with you. Um, and that was when we were going through uh, Brent compiling his staff. And the first one, we found Miguel Chavis on Twitter. It's like, hey, there's a new assistant for OU. You know, and everybody loves Miguel Chavis. He's been great. But the one that was met with, well, what? Mm, what? Was Ted Roof, right? That was the one that Sooner fans were like, say what? You know? And, and, and I think people just kind of uh, – you know, thought, well, you know, it's Brent's defense. He's just a figurehead up there. But I don't know, man. It's just uh, I'm with you on uh, Brent has been the, the best D.C. In, in college football for a while. So, I don't know. It, it's it's crazy. It really is crazy. All right. Uh, why not Brandon Hall? He's worked with BV the longest and ran that defense. And that Troy was in the top 25. Yeah, and Brandon Hall would be uh, – yeah, I, I guess I neglected to mention him in that conversation. I guess Bates and Chavis mm-hmm. come to mind first because they've worked with Venables uh, the longest at Clemson. But you think back to the fact that Hall was on staff, I think, for five years at Oklahoma with Venables in the early 2000s. There's some familiarity there. Obviously, there's been a huge gap in terms of the last time they worked together before this year. But no, Brandon Hall is right there in that conversation as mm-hmm. well. And one thing that he does have that the other guys don't yet, when you're talking about the likes of Chavis and Bates, is that Hall has, as that listener mentioned, mm-hmm. called plays before. Sooner Gary says if Muleshoe calls his own plays, then Brent should be able to. Yeah, interesting point. All right, uh, there's one in there about Malachi Coleman as well. Oh, boy. It's just, Malachi yeah, it's Coleman's not, yeah, commitment date is coming up. Are we really in a position of turning down a highly recruited four-star athlete because their frame not be be able to hold as much weight as you want? Look, I've said it for a while. I've said it for several weeks at this point. OU's not going to take Malachi Coleman. Contact with Malachi Coleman has ebbed. I think they should take Malachi Coleman. 
And I think he's the type of athlete that you just find room for. You find a spot for. And moreover, uh, I'll say this much. There's a new set of 24-7 sports rankings coming out tomorrow. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but that's something you'll want to pay attention to and be ready for. 11 a.m. is when those go public. Uh, This class is good for Oklahoma. I'm doing my best not to tip my hand. This class is really, really good. Malachi Coleman would be yet another cornerstone to what already is a phenomenal recruiting class in Norman. And he wants to be a Sooner. He does. Yeah. I, I mean, he, he just looks like a freak athlete. It's it's very bizarre. I don't know. All right. Uh, by the way, the Air Comfort Solutions text line is still buzzing. 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. How about this weekend in college football? Bama, Tennessee. Uh, you know, we still don't know what the uh, status of Bryce Young is going to be yet. Josh Heupel's done a great job at Tennessee, man. You think the Vols win this one? Big Saturday, 2.30 CBS game? No, I'm still skeptical. And look, mad props to Josh Heupel because Tennessee was the most toxic situation in all of college football a year and a half ago. So the turnaround there is way ahead of schedule. Oh, yeah. yeah. Way ahead of schedule. But are you on Alabama's level yet? If Bryce Young doesn't play, maybe. But as long as he's active and healthy, I think the Crimson Tide win that football game. The other kid, uh, Jalen uh, Milrow, he's from Katy, Texas, right? He's committed to Texas yeah. for quite a while. Wow. So, uh, so anyway. All right, you've also got Muleshoe playing in Salt Lake City against Utah. That is the uh, 7 p.m. game on Fox. Penn State at Michigan, Mississippi State at Kentucky, Clemson at Florida State, Arkansas. K.J. Uh, Jefferson's supposed to be back to play their game uh, in Salt Lake City against BYU. We, we all thought Utah would be, if you know, one of the teams that we almost automatically thought, well, Utah will beat USC. Do you think that's happening this weekend? Yeah, I do. I would still take Utah to win that football game. I think, uh, realistically and honestly, much like it was quite often in the early stages of a season at Oklahoma under Muleshoe, yeah, USC is what, 5-0, and 6-0 and right now? I think 6-0. and mm-hmm. But those games haven't been won convincingly for the most part. They they just got out of Corvallis. Caleb had a rough night, but threw the touchdown pass to Jordan Addison. Again, last week, Washington State was moving the football on that defense a lot, but they end up winning, getting uh, – they play better in the second half. They win 30-14, to 14, I think it was. Cameron Ward, remember the kid from Incarnate, Incarnate Ward? Word. Yep. Yeah, quarterback at Wazoo. And, uh, but again, you know, um, so far – They're winning. Yes. They're winning. And I here's the thing. They're going to come back to earth at some point, and they're going to come back to earth because what they're doing defensively isn't sustainable. The rate at which they are accumulating sacks and forcing turnovers, it's just not sustainable. And they they easily lead the country in turnover margin. Yeah, and they lead the country in sacks, too. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Somebody put some magic magic powder, sprinkled some on Alex Grinch because it wasn't happening here. And it's not like SC was returning a bunch of, you know, Big-time players on the defensive side of the ball. Now, they got some help, obviously. They got more of that on offense. Like I said, man, when you when you got Caleb, 
when you got Travis Dye and when you have Jordan Addison, that's as good a trio as there is at quarterback, uh, running back, and uh, wide receivers in college football. Certainly competitive with anybody else. And you know, Texas kind of has the same thing when, with yours, hopefully. Hopefully, uh, uh, you know, for Texas fans' sake, he will stay healthy because with Quinn Ewers, they're, uh, they're a pretty salty football team. Again, Texas could still lose two games, but uh, this weekend's going to be interesting. Iowa State going to Austin. That Oklahoma State-TCU game, man, that is a huge football game. Mike Gundy had, you know, and I know he talked about, you know, back in 2011 after that great year the Cowboys had when they nearly won a national championship. Uh, you know, he could have taken the Tampa Bay Buccaneers job. My goodness, Oklahoma State fans have him still in Stillwater. They ended up, that was the year that uh, um, Greg Schiano ended up getting the job. But that was kind of an interesting story. Uh, from Mike Gundy. They had fired, I think it was Raheem Morris who was there before, and then they hired Greg Schiano, but it could have been Mike Gundy's job. But, man, they are coaching them up in Stillwater. There is no doubt. All right, break time right here. One more segment coming up. And, again, we will get as many texts in as we can. We'll try our very best, all right? Hey, so far you got to give it up to Alex Grinch. Something's working out there. Something is – Something's working out there with the SC defense. They are a turnover-creating machine so far. Be right back here on The Ref. All right, we are back. Mike Steele, Parker Thune with you. Steelman and Thune at noon, approaching 2 p.m., and that's when we get locked in. By the way, lock in at Riverwind Casino for the very best promotions, all the best games, bars, dining. It's all there at Riverwind Casino. We've got a Battle and Beats and Bite show coming up Friday night, November 18th. Eli Young Band and Wade Bowen. Tickets are only $5 at the box office and at Riverwind.com. That's going to be a great show. Friday night, November 18th, it's a Bedlam Beats and Bites concert coming up the night before Bedlam. Brought to you by Riverwind and Phillips 66. That'll be a heck of a show. Don't forget all the great Halloween promotions. They've got a big-time costume cast uh, a contest coming up on Friday. Uh, October 28th, get out there with your costume, get registered. You could win. You could be one of three patrons winning $500 in bonus play each. The new member seven, new patrons who sign up for a wild card, can also earn up to $450 in the first 24 hours upon getting that wild card. Over 2,800 electronic games, all your favorite table games, great poker room, great bars and restaurants, Riverwind Casino, always with the very best when you talk about everything they do. Promotions, world-class hotel, everything. Riverwind Casino is simply the best. All right, uh, da, 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 let's go to the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Go ahead, Parker. Fire away. 
Steely, didn't you say Grinch couldn't even buy a turnover at McDonald's when he was at OU? I did, and like like I said, at one point they had 14 takeaways and had given up zero. Now, I think they've had one or two cents, and they're not getting quite as many turnovers, but they are, you know, they've been, you know, and remember, first couple weeks, they had three pick sixes, right? Two in one game, and I, I mean it's it's unbelievable. And they, these these were like long pick sixes, like the other teams in the red zone pick sixes. So, you know, you got to give them credit so far. This listener says, Parker, I usually like your info. Are you certain Malachi Coleman wants to come to OU and OU doesn't want him? Please explain actual logic behind that information. Uh, we talked about this in great detail a couple weeks ago on the show. Uh, it came down to numbers and. With Oklahoma dangerously thin at other positions, i.e. linebacker, uh, there came a point in time at which it no longer made sense to roster a fifth scholarship tight end given the needs of the rest of the roster when you look ahead to 2023. The Sooners are going to look to the transfer portal for another tight end. That's always been the plan because if you move forward next season without Braden Willis and without Daniel Parker, your most experienced guys in the room are Caden Helms and Jason Llewellyn, both of whom are going to be true sophomores. So there was always a need for an upperclassman tight end. That's what the Sooners are going to look for. There was a time when the program would have been willing to, and the coaching staff would have been willing to roster five scholarship tight ends because you got Caden McIntyre in addition to the prospect of Malachi Coleman. But because of needs elsewhere on the roster right now, there doesn't appear to be a spot for a fifth scholarship tight so end. So he's that's caught up in a, num- in a numbers game. Exactly. Exactly. So that's the situation. Uh, that's why the Sooners are no longer in it with Malachi Coleman. This listener says, Nick Evers has been there since January. Why is he not ready? Does Jeff, does Jeff Levy know how to develop QBs? I just, I just want to ask, do you people do you people realize how uncommon it is for a true freshman quarterback to contribute meaningfully at the Power 5 level? I understand that Sooner fans just got to witness half a season of magic from Caleb Williams last year, but you only get a Caleb Williams, you only get a Trevor Lawrence, you only get, gosh, who else has been really good as a true freshman at quarterback? Jalen Hurts started as a freshman at Baylor, Yeah, you right? only get one of those guys every few years, and you only get them at one school across the nation. And how do you quantify ready? Because is Nick Evers ready to take in-game snaps? I have no doubt. Is he ready to excel at the collegiate level? I wouldn't say so, and I don't think that should be the expectation for that kid right now. <laughs> this listener says, you're telling me Nick Evers isn't Philip Rivers. Is it, it, Am I missing the parallel there? Mm, I, I I don't get it either, but I'm, I'm not really smart in my old age. <laughs> this so. listener says, couch coaches are more undefeated than girlfriends. Just ask them. <laughs> uh, another listener says, McIntyre will be either a linebacker or an edge before his career is over. Look, I, d- I don't dispute that. That's something that I've professed on this show before, and I I don't really understand why. Quinn Ewers is a true freshman. No, he's a redshirt freshman. Yeah, he is a redshirt. Uh, he had a whole year at Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, I look. If I'm OU, I'm taking Malachi Coleman. And it's Quinn Ewers, call, Quinn Ewers was about as high a five star as you can get. Nick Evers a four star. And Nick Evers, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But um, 
I don't know. Why the huge hype whenever it's committed? I think you guys overdid it then. I, I think it was maybe a little bit of the situation that Oklahoma was in, and they got some really good news with both Nick Evers and Jaden Gibson I don't committed. remember there being a ton of hype either. It's not like we were touting mm. Nick Evers as the next Caleb Williams. Mm. No, nah, I didn't go to that level. Definitely didn't go to that to that level. All right, we got to get out of here. Thank you to the Seth Wadley Auto Group, Paul's Valley, Exit 72. And thank you to our friends at the one and only Riverwind Casino, Bedlam Beats and Bites, Friday night, November 18th. Get your tickets at the box office or at riverwind.com, only five bucks. We'll see you.